Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. the Mark Levin Radio Show World Headquarters. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So let me tell you how this works. Every two years, we take a look at the poll closings, first ones. Oh, these are all Eastern time. 7 p.m., you have a slew of the closings. You have Indiana. We'll be looking at a couple districts there. I'm just going to point out the states that we really want to focus on. Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, some districts in uh, Virginia we want to look at. And I think I mentioned Indiana. Other states in that group, South Carolina, Vermont, and Kentucky. 7.30, North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia. Keep in mind, so at 7 and 7.30, we have one two, three, four of the big Senate races. 8 p.m., you have the biggest number of states closing. Alabama, Connecticut, Delaware, Eastern Time again, Illinois, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan. There's a lot of big races in all these states, and I don't mean to degrade any, but there's Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Arkansas, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Arizona, obviously quite crucial, Colorado's quite crucial, Iowa, Louisiana, Minnesota has some crucial rates, they all do, you understand, New Mexico, big closure in New York, 9 p.m. in Wisconsin and Wyoming, 10 p.m. Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Big, Oregon, big, Utah, big. 11 p.m., California, Washington State, a couple of important races there. Midnight, Alaska, and Hawaii. 
I've spent a lot of the day making my contacts in a number of these states. New York, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Nevada, Virginia, others as well. And so I, I think we know what to look for here. We will be monitoring approximately five election sites as well. Uh, and so we will try and keep on top of this. There's three of us, me, Mr. Producer, and Mr. Call Screener. We've done this for many, many years. If you find, and at some point during this program, that an affiliate drops the program uh, for local coverage, obviously you're free to listen to that, or if you want to continue to listen to me for the three hours, you go to marklevinshow.com slash links. And there you can link to my live broadcast on the site right there, or you can download the Mark Levin app as well as others. So, in other words, you won't miss a skip here. Uh, We're going to have all full three hours of the best coverage possible on radio right here without all the liberal input and everything. And I try to be a straight shooter about this. Now, since not a single state has closed its polling yet not a single state has closed its its voting yet I want to encourage you as strongly as I know how that some of these races are going to be even closer than you think and then when you look in Pennsylvania where Mark Elias the slip and fall ambulance chasing hitman of the DNC and the Hillary campaign and now the Democrat party is in Pennsylvania already trying to create confusion and anarchy in a state that can't seem to get its act together. Um, That's something we need to keep in mind. We've had all these top courts rule that when you vote in Pennsylvania, you actually have to follow the voting rules. And the voting rules are, among other things, if you're going to vote absentee or mail-in, you put your ballot in an envelope, and you date the envelope correctly, and you sign it. That's been the law in Pennsylvania forever. Even the Democrat-controlled Supreme Court now, even the Democrat-controlled Supreme Court has ruled, the law is the law. And there was a good reason for putting that in place in Pennsylvania. They, They did it as one of the steps, one of the measures to prevent fraud. You know, when you take out a loan, or you go to a notary, you either follow the rules, or you haven't actually executed the document properly. It's no different than voting, and it really is precious to hear leftists talk about how complicated this is for their voters, uh, because how they, they, uh, they talk about their voters as being stupid, because more Democrats vote that way than Republicans. But even more, this is the same party that's put together the Internal Revenue Code and is unleashing 87,000 new IRS agents against us. And you sign your taxes, those of us who pay it, under penalty of perjury. Okay. Is it really too much to ask people to date and sign the envelopes that they put their ballots in if they want to do mail-in voting or absentee voting? No. So the Democrats are in court as I speak tonight before the election results even come in, 
claiming that this is a violation of the Federal Voting Rights Act, that is, the Civil Rights Act of 1965, even though everybody knows it is not. But what does this allow? It allows Democrat counties to tell voters that they're free to come back and correct their ballots. The law doesn't provide for that either. What's the line? Democracy dies in darkness. Isn't that what the Washington Compost used to say? And so let's just be clear who it is that's interfering with elections. That's number one. Number two, Maricopa County. They're having difficulty with 27% of the voting machines. Now they have a backup way of dealing with this. So I don't want people to panic in Arizona. And I want to get into this in a minute why you should not allow this to distract or detract from what you're doing. But there are serious issues. And the person in charge of the voting system in Arizona is named Hobbs. She's running for governor to run the whole state. She's the Democrat running against Carrie Lake. And she will not recuse herself from overseeing this. That stinks, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And there are other issues out there, but the biggest issue is us if we don't win this election. If you just throw your hands in the air, or you're just down and out, or you just think it's too corrupt, we can't win, you're going to cost us the elections all across the country. All across the country. So what I want to encourage you to do Those of you who haven't voted yet across the country, if you're in your vehicles, get to your voting precinct. We have something they don't have. Me, on the radio, speaking to 14.5 million people in every state in the country. Every single state in the country. So let's do it, okay? Don't assume you've won. Don't assume it's a slaughter. Don't assume your vote doesn't count. In most cases, it will count. It's very, very crucial that you do this. And even though we'll be off the air after 9 p.m. Eastern Time, there's crucial races that are going to be closing in Arizona and Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, New Mexico, New York, Wisconsin, Wyoming. 10 p.m., Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, Utah. 11 p.m., California, Washington State, Midnight, Alaska, Hawaii. Alaska's key. We want Shabaka to win. So it's very, very important. I have a few house races in the early closings that we'll be monitoring, as well as some of the Senate races. We've got a few in Virginia that are very close. New Hampshire, you got the Senate race and the House races. We may not have the answers right away, but we may get a sense of of what's taking place. And, of course, Georgia and Florida. All very, very important states, and those close in 40 minutes. So if you live in Florida, of course, we know the panhandle comes in later, but we're talking about the other parts of Florida. If you live in Florida, you live in Georgia, you live in New Hampshire, You live in Virginia, you live in Indiana, you live in South Carolina, you live in Vermont, you live in Kentucky, 
Get your ass in gear and get over to your precinct. Don't let anything or anyone stop you. And at 7.30 p.m., these are Eastern time, North Carolina, another crucial state with a crucial Senate race and House races. Ohio with a crucial race for the Senate, for governor and House races. And West Virginia, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're still in the office or you're still at the work site or you're still at home, let's go. Let's go. We have no numbers. I don't want to influence you with any of this exit polling. I'll leave that to other channels. But let's go. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. In New York, Hochul was campaigning today with AOC, who cost the state 25,000 Amazon good-paying jobs with health care and pensions. She was campaigning with AOC, one of the leaders of the defund the police movement. Defund the police movement. AOC. How do you like that? And for the third time, Hochul dismissed crime as an issue. Dismissed it. So I just want you folks to be aware of this in New York. And in New York, your polls close at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You have a couple hours to get to the polls, but you don't want to wait till the last minute. First of all, there's always traffic, there's always some issue. So if you haven't voted, you need to get on the horse here. If you have voted, you need to contact your friends and family. All of you folks in New York who see what's happening. This governor and the Democrats are not going to do a damn thing about crime because they've created this this environment. They're not going to suddenly support the cops. They're not going to suddenly support getting rid of their phony bail reform. They're not going to suddenly support keeping prisoners in prison. That's not who they are. They created this situation. And Hochul's all but told you this. Her 11th hour move is to campaign with AOC. Now this should send a message to every New Yorker. I don't care if you live in New York City, Syracuse, 
Rochester, Albany, Ithaca, wherever you are. This is a big issue. And I would tell the people in New Hampshire, you're going to have fuel shortages this winter like you've never seen before, ever. And the prices are already going up. I have a story here about how the price of electricity has now begun to skyrocket. So there's nowhere to hide, whether it's electricity or natural gas or home heating oil and diesel. Whether it's coal, there's nowhere to hide. And at the federal level, Biden has made clear what he intends to do beyond this. And he's already done enormous damage. He's going to shut down the coal mines. And he's going to shut down all new drilling. Period. So how are the people of New Hampshire intending to keep themselves warm in the winter? How do people expect to drive? I talked to the people in Virginia. The polls close at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you live in northern Virginia, you spend half your life on the highway or some road in massive traffic. That's how big the federal government has gotten. But there's also an enormous amount of technology, a technology corridor here where 80 percent, 80 percent of all Internet traffic comes through Loudoun County, Virginia. It's a mess on the roads. Well, do you like paying the cost of gasoline like this? A friend of mine is an Uber driver. He has an electric car. He was driving me the other day. He was down to 13% on the battery. It's there. I said, how long does this take to charge up at your house to a full battery? He said, 13 hours. 13 hours? 13 hours to go 300 miles? You have to charge. It's a small car. 13 hours? He said, yeah, you plug in it at 8 p.m., and then, you know, by 9 a.m., it's ready to go. I said, what? It's shocking. The people in North Carolina, you have a huge choice. Ted Budd there, who's terrific. People in Ohio, you have a huge choice. Same issues are affecting you. It's the same Democrat Party, the same policies. Georgia, you got a Marxist running in this Warnock. A Marxist. And you've heard Herschel Walker, they've thrown everything at him. The kitchen sink, an abortion, you name it. Be a great senator. Please vote right now. I'll be right back. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
that as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. I want to thank you, America, Mr. and Mrs. America. Once again, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, was the number one show all weekend on cable news. And our so-called competitors at CNN and MSNBC, we crushed them by more than together, two to one. We had approximately 2.1 million viewers, which was larger than all the specials, all the election stuff, all the rest. And we're up against Sunday Night Football. So that's you. That's always you. It's this audience, and I cannot thank you enough. Wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever I write, you are there because we're on the same mission. And we have spent months now, not weeks, months, on this campaign. From the moment Joe Biden was elected, we knew we had our work cut out for us. And that's when I finished American Marxism. And we laid the groundwork for what I hope will be a revolution tonight against the counter-revolution that seeks to undermine the American Revolution. It's a mouthful. Now we have 25 minutes until voting in major parts, most of Florida stops, all of Georgia, New Hampshire, we're heard in all these states, all over the state, South Carolina, Vermont, Virginia, Indiana, and Kentucky. Now, if you are in line before the polls close, stay in line. Do not leave. Stay in line and vote. I have seen Senate races come down to a few dozen votes. In fact, I saw it in Nevada with Senator Paul Laxalt. Adam Laxalt's grandfather, who was a dear friend of mine, a mentor of mine. I saw it in a house race in New Hampshire a couple of decades back. We saw it in a race in New York last election, where the Democrats tried to steal an election from a Republican who ultimately won by 12 votes, with tens of thousands of votes cast. If you're in line, stay in line. If you're not in line, get in line. If you've already voted, pick up your cell phone and encourage people in and around your social circle to get going. At 7.30 p.m., North Carolina, crucial, Ohio, crucial, West Virginia. We're going to keep a close eye on what's going on in some of these house races in Florida, 
in the level of voting in Florida. We're going to keep a close eye, obviously, on Georgia. But Florida has its act together when it comes to voting. New Hampshire is critical. Bullduck would be a fantastic senator, and you have a couple of house races there. Virginia has several house races. Indiana, you have a crucial house race in the 1st District. Very, very important. Not, again, to dismiss Vermont and South Carolina and, and Kentucky. And again, at 7.30, we have West Virginia, Ohio. You have a couple of house races and a hugely important Senate race. North Carolina, a couple of house races, a hugely important Senate race. These right now, early on anyway, are the states people are going to be looking at. But at 8 p.m. shortly thereafter, while everybody's talking about the states that close at 7 and 7.30 p.m., you have the rest of Florida, you've got Alabama, Connecticut, Delaware, and Connecticut, by the way. You have an excellent Senate race and a couple of important House races. Connecticut. You have Delaware, you have Illinois, a couple of important House races. Kansas, same thing. Maine, you've got one important race there. Maryland, Massachusetts. Michigan, important House races, governor's race. These are all 8 p.m. Eastern time. All times are Eastern. Mississippi. Missouri, important. New Jersey, you've got a couple of house races there that are very, very important. That are very tight. We're heard all over New Jersey. Very important, New Jersey. I don't care if you're in the northern part, central, or south part. I don't care if you're part of the New York metropolitan area or the Philadelphia metropolitan area. It's important, New Jersey. Remember what happened last time in New Jersey? Everybody blew it off, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute. If only a few more thousand people had voted. Exactly. You've got North Dakota and Oklahoma. That closes at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You have an important governor's race there. And, of course, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Everybody's watching the Keystone State. Now, Pennsylvania, my home state, I cannot believe that you would even think about John Fetterman going to the United States Senate. You're going to become the laughing stock. And you're not going to have representation in the U.S. Senate. Plus, the extent that you do, it'll be because of radical left-wing staffers working closely with Schumer and pushing a radical agenda. You don't believe in eliminating the death penalty in Pennsylvania, do you? You don't believe in abortion up to birth? Up to birth, do you? You don't believe in letting prisoners out, one-third of all the prisoners in Pennsylvania, do you? This man voted to give parole to murderers. He's an extremist. He's a radical. He's worse than AOC. He'd be a senator. And I will tell you something else, to be very blunt about it. Many people, you, you know, they, they contact their senators and their House members, their Social Security paper is late or whatever. He's not going to be capable of responding to constituent needs and interests. Pennsylvania, your vote is crucial. You're a big damn state. And your poll closes in a little over an hour. I used to work those polls as a little kid. 
If you're in line, stay in line. If you're not in line, get in line. And if you've already voted, you know what to do. The campaigning is over. The action is needed now. Then there's Rhode Island. There's a very close house race in Rhode Island. South Dakota. Chrissy Nome's up for re-election. I assume she'll be fine. Tennessee, you have a couple of tight races, believe it or not. You've got a governor's race there. He should be fine, but a couple of house races. Texas, there's a couple of close races in Texas where we could win. So it's important that we elect the people in Texas who are already there, but we can take out two or three Democrats. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time in Texas, according to my chart. So these are very, very important races. Every single one I'm mentioning, and we will be on the air as each one closes. Then 8.30 is Arkansas. Now, I don't... I have exit polling in front of me. I'm not going to regurgitate it to you because I don't care. Because it's not going to make a difference. What we do here is we try and make sure that people know that their polls are still open and that they've got to go vote. And that they've got to vote. And we've done this every two years, and we've done this every presidential election since I've been on the air. We've been told it makes a difference. Remember that, Mr. Producer, with Florida? With Florida, 2016, Mike Pence came on this program with a half hour left voting in the panhandle to tell the people in the panhandle, please vote, please vote. And they won Florida by the skin of their teeth, but they won Florida. By the way, a footnote here, and it's an important footnote. I don't want to be misunderstood, so don't, don't pay attention to whatever the hateful, corrupt, left-wing Democrat media have to say. Let me be abundantly clear. I am not going to abide from where I sit, my perch, the personal attacks on Ron DeSantis. Period. I don't care who they're coming from. And I've encouraged the lawyers... For Donald Trump, who's one of my close friends, who I adore. You pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing. And you better get a little better at what you're doing. Because the Stasi's coming after Donald Trump. You don't need to get involved in politics. You need to get involved in defending your client. But these cheap shots at DeSantis are not going to fly. They're not going to fly. Whether other candidates like it or not, DeSantis is beloved by conservatives. Because he was the one who stood up against the vaccines. He's the one who stood up against Fauci. He's the one that took the slings and arrows of Washington and stood up against Washington when it came to COVID-19. He did it. Which is why hundreds of thousands of people moved to Florida. So people are not going to tolerate this. So I'm just telling the little munchkins out there, the little staffers out there, you want to take on DeSantis, do it like big people. Take on the issues. And I don't even know what those would be. 
And I feel the same way about the attacks on Trump. But they're not coming from DeSantis. They're coming from the usual rhinos and media. And I don't abide that either. Period. Period. There, I've said my, what I wanted to say, and that's that on that. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. ignoring independents and uh, some open-minded Democrats out there. I'd like you to listen, too, if you don't mind. If you vote Republican this cycle, you won't go to hell. You won't. I promise you. In fact, you're going to feel something different. You're going to feel what it's like to vote for freedom for your country. Not that all Republicans are good, but in this case, they're the party that can stop what's taking place. Hopefully advance the ball, too. And for some, I know it's difficult. Maybe your family's filled with Democrats. Or maybe you say a pox on both your parties. I'm telling you, there's no time for that right now. This is an urgent moment. And you have to admit that the Democrat Party is a funny way of showing its support for the American people. When they're president, when Joe Biden's out there saying no more oil drilling, no more coal, he's going to put people out of work and out of business. Look at inflation. Democrat Party is not the party of the people. It's just not. So we need your help. We need your help. Most of you, when you signed up as Democrats, you weren't signing up for AOC or Pelosi. You weren't signing up for the radical left. Most of you Democrats, when you voted for Biden, you thought he was a unity guy. He was a moderate. Well, he surrendered all that. When he solely controlled the Senate, with his vice president, and he had a three or four plus vote lead in the House. He ran for the gap. He decided to embrace economic socialism. Only you can help us stop it. Only you. And as for democracy dying, voting today is democracy. That's what we're doing. 
And you have eight minutes left in Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, Virginia, Indiana, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Vermont. Eight minutes left. Get in line, and you get the vote. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, North Carolina, Ohio, West Virginia. You're running out of time. You have 35 minutes to get to the polls and vote. But the 7 p.m. closure in Florida, most of Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, Virginia, Indiana, Vermont, South Carolina, Kentucky, you now have seven minutes to get in line. Please do. We need your help. This is it. All this talk, all the hand-wringing, all the concern, all the stress and difficulty you've been through now is on the ballot. Whether you love the country or don't is on the ballot. Whether you believe in an independent Supreme Court and a secure border and a secure neighborhood, it's on the ballot right now. All right. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The polls close in five minutes. If you're at the precinct and you're thinking about, well, should I get out of the car? Yeah, get out of the car. If you're almost there, get there. Do your thing. It's going to make all the difference in the world. And yes, there can be very, very close elections. This is the Mark Levin Radio Show Election World Headquarters, where we're promoting Americanism, urging strongly all of you to vote. Put aside all, all, Concerns about the vote, put aside all dismissal of, of the outcomes, put aside throwing up your hands that everybody is the same. It's not true. If you're a Levinite, meaning if you're a patriot, let's get it done. You have four minutes in Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Vermont, Virginia, Indiana, Kentucky. You have four minutes to help change the world and preserve ours. It is a big deal. We won't have numbers immediately. But we will be monitoring those, and then the numbers are going to start coming in at 7.30, North Carolina, Ohio, West Virginia. Then 8 p.m., it's big. A lot of states coming in, including... Michigan, Pennsylvania will be voting. I don't know that they'll be coming in. That's when they stop. Connecticut, Illinois, Kansas, Maine, Texas, Tennessee, so many. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching the uh, tallies come in. There's not enough to say anything except in some of the obvious cases. Uh, young Republican in uh, 
Indiana's declared the winner. Rand Paul in Kentucky's declared the winner. Tim Scott in South Carolina's declared the winner. This is expected. Now, one of the things you may not know is overall, given the flip of the coin in the sense of the number of Senate seats that are up, the Republicans are having to defend most of the seats, which means their resources were spread more. So it was a very, quote-unquote, bad map for the Republicans this year. But if the Republicans do well in the Senate, the next two cycles for the Senate are going to be extremely difficult for the Democrats. So there's a great deal at stake, of course. And in approximately 20, what is it, 22 minutes, uh, North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia, their polls will close. So again, that's very, very important. There's not enough votes in here to conclude anything in any state, in any district, other than the wipeout ones that we already know. We're not really looking at the wipeout ones. We're looking at ones that are at least thought to be close, as well as uh, ones where there are potential upset victories. And look, anything's possible. You can have an upset victory in a in a district you weren't even expecting, and we've seen that in the past, by the way. So we are looking over all these votes. I'm going through Florida right now. Not enough in in Florida, but Florida's pretty quick. Georgia's fairly slow. New Hampshire's about average in terms of the vote getting in. Same with Virginia. There don't seem to be a lot of problems. Indiana, there don't, don't seem to be a lot of problems. And I just wish Pennsylvania and Arizona and some of these other states that are split could get their act together. I just remember growing up, you knew you knew who the winners were. It was pretty quick. Now let's see here. We do have some votes coming in here. Again, not enough for me to tell anything, Mr. Producer. How about you? You don't see it either. But see, the Florida votes are coming in very quickly. Let's look at another state here. Let's look at New Hampshire. So let's have our uh, team look at New Hampshire, Mr. Producer. And uh, that's what we're doing. Nothing. All right, that's where we are right now. Nowhere. Eventually. Again, I want to encourage people in North Carolina to vote. Ohio, West Virginia, your states are coming up. We're going to have Florida, I think, uh, faster than anything else uh, as the votes are pouring in there because they know how to run a state, I suppose. No question about that. I mean, I, I don't see DeSantis losing. I don't see Rubio losing. Question for me is how big are their wins and how many, how many house seats do you pick up? Because they're definitely going to pick up house seats. Uh, and also what they're expecting, just as an example in Florida, what they're expecting is for the Republicans to flip a couple counties that have gone Democrat um, over the years, including the biggest Miami-Dade, that could actually happen. And one of the reasons it could happen is you have a lot of people who've moved there, fleed there to there, obviously out of Cuba, but also Venezuela, Nicaragua, and some of these other communist regimes. And they know what it's like. So that's a big deal. And in Virginia, you've got battles in Virginia 2 and Virginia 7. These are not far from what we call Northern Virginia. They're the outskirts of Northern Virginia. So you've got battles going on in these 
these districts, and Virginia 10, which is further south in Virginia. So that's three big battles going on in Virginia. So if you haven't voted yet in Virginia, I'd like to encourage you to get out and vote. Just looking at some of these others here. Hold on one second. A couple of updates in terms of voting as well. In the state of Pennsylvania, a paper shortage prompts extension of voting hours in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And the big one, Maricopa County, from the RNC, this is uh, the Phoenix metropolitan area, which is uh, huge. It's not the bulk of the vote. Following the news that the RNC is joining with the the Masters and Lake campaigns, National Republican Senatorial Committee and the Republican Party of Arizona in filing an emergency motion to extend poll hours in Maricopa County and correct poll worker hours. I mean, this could be fundamental. RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel released the following statement. The RNC is joining a Republican coalition to file an emergency motion to extend poll hours in Maricopa County because voting machines in over 25% of voting locations have experienced significant issues. The widespread issues in an election administered by Democrat Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, which is really unbelievable since she's running as the Democrat and overseeing the system, are completely unacceptable, especially as Republicans flock to the polls to vote in person on Election Day. It's also one of the reasons I tell you, go ahead and vote early. It's okay. We have dozens of attorneys and thousands of volunteers on the ground working to solve this issue and ensure that Arizona voters have the chance to make their voices heard. Maricopa County officials reported that ballot tabulators on the machines were not functioning in about 25% of polling places. Really, 27%. That's unbelievable. Long lines have been observed. I would encourage you to stay in those lines. We're heard in Phoenix. Stay there. Stay there. Don't move. Additionally, individuals leaving impacted voting locations to vote elsewhere are not being checked out of the poll book, which makes voting at other locations problematic. It's not the first time the RNC has had to legally intervene in Maricopa due to election mismanagement. And... uh, So that is going on, and I want to encourage you to vote. Just go and vote. Just stay in line. It'll get resolved one way or the other, but do not let it distract you and do not let it dispirit you. We have also been monitoring Indiana 1, where we had the fantastic lady on the show. Her name is Brown. She's an African-American. She is a, uh, I meant Green, Ruth Green. She is a, uh, a veteran. She has a fantastic background. And that district has, has leaned relatively strongly Democrat, and she is a real shot there. Uh, the polls are closed, but we're looking at that one, too, and monitoring that. You've got several in Florida. So until we get better numbers, there's nothing I can tell you, really. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
There is literally no reason to pay Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile over $80 a month for wireless when you can get the same service on the same network at Pure Talk for half the price. Yep, talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Those other guys are making you pay for thousands of retail stores you don't go into, perks you don't use, and massive profits to keep their shareholders happy. You know who Pure Talk wants to keep happy? Their customer, you. That's why they've invested in a U.S.-based customer service team. It's why they give you more data options than unlimited, because they won't charge you for data you don't need. I switched to Pure Talk because I like supporting a company owned by a U.S. veteran. I like supporting a company who supports me and my values, and I invite you to switch to pure talk too they're my guys switch to pure talk in less than 10 minutes go to puretalk.com and our promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast to save 50 percent off your first month again puretalk.com and in our promo code levin podcast all right florida looks like desantis is pulling away from chris with uh, 35% of the vote in, 51.76 for DeSantis, 47.6 for Christ. But he's definitely pulling away. And in the case of Rubio, same thing, 50.56 over Demings, 48.48%. Let's continue to look at this. I'm going to look at some of these, uh, let's see, district by district house races. Let's look at this one. District 5. Sorry, folks, it just takes time to do this. And I can't find it, Mr. Producer. I don't know where the hell you're looking. Oh, here it is. He doesn't have an opponent. Well, that's a funny one. Let's move to District... He's Florida District 7. Is that in yet? And what do we have? Corey Mills, this is a new district. Corey Mills, the Republican, is leading Karen Green. What's the percentages? 59 to 40. So it looks like they're going to pick up a seat there. Uh, Let's move to New Hampshire, Mr. Producer. Let's see what's going on in New Hampshire, which is what I am doing right now, folks. Give me a second. This is all live. New Hampshire. 1% reporting is not enough. Just not enough. But we won with 1%. Uh, No, we didn't yet. But we'll see. I mean, even Sununa's behind right now with 1.4% of the vote in. So right now, New Hampshire will get its vote in, but it's slow. There is a race there. Caroline Levitt. She's 25 years old. She worked for Kaylee McEnany at the White House. She's a Trump supporter against an incumbent by the name Chris Pappas. So that is a uh, that is a potential turnaround. Now I'm looking at the clock. You got ten minutes to vote in North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia. Only ten minutes. So um, you need to get to work. Now what I'm watching in New Hampshire is the vote with Bulldog and Hassan. Versus the governor's race there where Sununu was very popular. Sununu's behind, which means the Democrat votes are coming in from the Democrat areas. And Bulldog's behind. Sununu's behind by less than Bulldog. But Bulldog is still in there. 
And uh, in Virginia, it's very interesting, too. These two so-called moderate seats, one by Spanberger and another one by this Loria, who was on the January 6th committee, at least right now, the Republicans are in the lead. Now, again, this information is of limited value to you right now, but that's a good thing. So the Republicans are in their lead in those two Virginia. Uh, Mr. Producer, let us check Virginia 2nd, Virginia 7, and Virginia 10. Can you do that, please? On our uh, special election review of these. I'm looking at some others here that are considered close races. Okay, Virginia 10, only 1% in. Hung Cal, that's where Loudoun County and, and others are located. How about Virginia 2 and 7? Only 1% in. So they only have 1% in, but Virginia will pick up. Jen Kigan is leading. She's the Republican. Laney and Loria, these are both Navy vets. And uh, as I said, Loria was on the January 6th committee. So we'll see what the people do there with 4% in. Let us go to uh, Florida. Florida now has, I'm just looking. What do they have, 50% of the vote in there? What do you see, Rich? One second, folks. It's the way it works. 43% of the vote in. And uh, DeSantis and Rubio building their leads in the state of Florida. We have one new district, as I said, that is strongly leaning Republican. We have the governor's race in New Hampshire and that Senate race in New Hampshire. Um, well, it's going to be tight. That Senate race and that House race in New Hampshire, they're going to be tight. That one house race, one of them's not that tight. That's what we have right now. And I will continue to remind you, we have seven minutes in North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia. That's it. Seven minutes. Let's see here. Georgia. Let's check out. Well, no. That's very interesting. Vegas, 71%. Spamberger, 29%. It's early. There's DeSantis, 53% over Chris, 46%. Rubio, 52%. Demings, 47%. Um, Not enough vote in Georgia to know anything. Really not enough vote in Virginia to know anything. Just telling you. Uh, And really not enough vote in New Hampshire. But I'll tell you what. These states will know something in the next 30 minutes, I bet. In terms of how they're doing, there's only 9% of the vote in in Georgia, where you have Abrams leading Kemp. That's not going to stand. And Warnock leading Herschel Walker. I don't believe, and I hope that doesn't stand. But this is why I'm telling you folks in the other states, just in case, you need to turn out. You need to turn out big. North Carolina, you got six minutes. Ohio, West Virginia, six minutes. That's all you have. If you hear me, you're on the road and you're near your precinct. Now's the time to jump in. Now's the time to jump in. Like I say, it's too early. But the goal is to crush our opponents here. Not just to beat them, but to crush them. And you folks can hear me all over the country. You hear me in New York, right? 
New Jersey, Pennsylvania, they close at 8. Michigan, Maine, Kansas, Illinois, Connecticut, and all the other states that close at 8. Texas. And, of course, North Carolina. If you're in line in North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia, stay in line. Stay in line. Because uh, we need all your votes. There still could be a massive wave. I have no idea. It's too early. But this is why I do not run this show on TV or radio, on digital or anywhere else, saying what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. Just Fight like hell, and tonight's the night to act. Tonight's the night to execute. Mark, you sound like we're going to lose. I certainly don't. It's time to fight. And in New Hampshire, just with a little bit of the vote in, that House race with the Republican, Levitt, it's tightened up. It's not tight. It's tightened up. And uh, we're going to see the Senate race tighten up, and we're going to see these other races tighten up. The question is whether we can get over the finish line and beat them. I think we have a shot at it, a good shot. These other, see now Laurie is getting closer to Keegan's in Virginia. This is the way it works. Uh, What percentage of the vote in? Not much right now. I'm looking now DeSantis at 54%, Christ at 45%. Compare that to four years ago. Well, we were waiting to the very end and the panhandle to come in. We're waiting to the very, very last votes to come in. And I think DeSantis won by what, 40-some thousand votes, something like that? Look what he's done to that state. It's enormous what he's done with that state. This is why I say you look at a DeSantis versus a Baker in Massachusetts or a Larry Hogan in in Maryland, they haven't changed the the nature of the state, whereas uh, DeSantis has. I'm looking, sorry folks, I'm looking something up right now. Obviously, McMaster's going to win re-election as governor of South Carolina. Tim Scott, senator of South Carolina. Uh, let's see here. So what we're going to do during the break... We're going to take a much closer look at New Hampshire, Georgia, and Florida. So join us in about three to four minutes. We'll be right back. There's literally no reason to pay Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile over $80 a month for wireless when you can get the same service on the same network at Pure Talk for half the price. Yep, talk, text, and blazing fast data just 30 bucks a month. Those other guys are making you pay for thousands of retail stores you don't go into, perks you don't use, and massive profits to keep their shareholders happy. You know who Pure Talk wants to keep happy? Their customer, you. That's why they've invested in a U.S.-based customer service team. It's why they give you more data options than unlimited, because they won't charge you for data you don't need. I switched to Pure Talk because I like supporting a company owned by a U.S. veteran. I like supporting a company who supports me and my values. And I invite you to switch to Pure Talk, too. They're my guys. Switch to Pure Talk in less than 10 minutes. Go to puretalk.com and our promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin 
Podcast. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. All right, let's go to the state of Virginia. We have uh, in House District 1, uh, they've called it for the Republican incumbent Whitman. In House District 2, the incumbent's Democrat, Loria, the Republican is Kiggins, 10% of the vote in, with Kiggins having a uh, 58 to 42% lead. It's too early. Uh, some of these don't matter, really. Bear with me. House 7, which is important, 24% of the vote in. Yes, Lee Vega against Spanberger, Spanberger the incumbent. That's interesting, 24% of the vote in. Yes, Lee Vega has 60.8% of the vote versus 39% of the vote for Spanberger. Um, 17% of the vote in on House District 10. The incumbent is a radical leftist, Wexton. The Republican is um, Cal, the Special Forces. Again, it's only 17% of the vote in, but Cal has 50.9% of the vote, and Wexton has 49% of the vote. About 800 votes separating them. This is why I'm telling you how important it is to vote. It's crucially important. All right. We'll pick another state. Just bear bear with me, folks, because uh, this is how it's done. It's very important. Now we will go down to Florida. Why? Because they're getting their vote in faster. Let's take a look here at the Senate race uh, with, uh, one second, bear with me America, I'm trying to get Florida in here, 56% for Rubio, okay, 56% of the vote in, wow, there's a lot of voting now, um, Fifty. Well, I have it. Uh, I'll tell you what I have here. I have uh, 54.8% Rubio, 44.2% Demings. That's with um, 4 million, over 4 million votes, with 4.3 million remaining. And I see they have 70% of the vote in, 53% for Rubio, 46% for Demings. I I can't imagine she's going to catch him. I just don't believe that. Let's take a look at the House in Florida, because it matters. Bear with me. All right, Florida. Florida, 18th District. The incumbent's a Republican running away with it. Name of Franklin. Uh, 52% of the vote in. House District 9. The incumbent is a Democrat named Soto. The Republican's name is Moore. 52% in is 55-45. Now, we don't know what parts are in, but that's pretty tight. Our friend Michael Waltz is waltzing to a victory. Republican, 72%. And House 6, his opponent has 27.9%. Uh, That incumbent's winning. I'm looking for the tighter ones where there are no incumbents. Bear with me, America. All right, there's no incumbent in here. 
House 4, Florida, with 48% of the vote in. The, the Republicans leading the Democrat. Bean is leading Holloway. 53 to 47%. That's interesting. That is an open seat. All right. This seat here. Bear with me. No, I just hit the wrong button. We don't need Mississippi right now here. All right. This is actually fun. I hope, I hope the people out there are actually enjoying this. Although, who knows, right? Let's look at the Florida governor's race. Oh, well, he's running away now. Um, with 54% of the vote in, DeSantis has 56% of the vote, and Charlie Crist has 43% of the vote. You realize DeSantis might be Charlie Crist by 15 points, 15%? That would be massive. Remember, DeSantis won by less than 1%, I think, last time. He's a powerhouse. Let's look at some more of the house races, because they're in. So far, let me put it to you this way. In Florida, nine Republican House seats, two Democrats, 17 not called. Does that help people? Now, let me look here. Kat Kamek, she's hilarious. She's an incumbent. I believe. All right. Yep. All right. I'm just looking, folks. I don't know there's much more I could tell you about. What about my district? Brian Mast. Oh, good. 24% in. Brian Mast, friend of the program. He's got almost 59% of the vote, so he should be okay. Um, I'm looking for... Salazar, because that's supposed to be a very important race. And I'm not finding that, Mr. Producer, are you? Yeah? Yeah? So Salazar is 56% of the vote with 80% of the vote in? Well, that's one of the districts everybody's looking at. Uh, because the Democrats, she took that seat from a Democrat. And the Democrats threw a hell of a lot at her. So she's at 56% in what's considered a very competitive district. Salazar looks like, unless something happens all of a sudden with 80% of the vote in, looks like she's going to keep that seat. I think uh, Florida's going to have a hell of a hell of a day. So now there's 10 Republican seats, one in Florida, two Democrat seats, 16 not yet called. What an enormous state when you think about it. <clears throat> Dare I dabble into Pennsylvania? No, because they haven't closed yet. All right, we'll dabble into Georgia. Georgia is 19% of the vote in. 19%. Stacey Abrams with 54%, Kemp with 45%. That doesn't tell us a lot because we don't know where those votes are coming from. I'm looking, uh, let's look at some of the House seats there. Okay. I'm trying. Alabama, Mississippi, bear with me. Georgia. What do you see there, Mr. Producer? Let me, let me hit some of these seats here. Brian Kemp, with 49% of the vote in, is 56% to Stacey's, to Stacey Abrams, 43%. Now, a lot of that depends on Atlanta. 
And so we're not 100% sure what's going on in Atlanta yet. Uh, I know it won't be good for Republicans. Well, there's Fulton County. Wait a minute. Oh, Fulton County has 63% of the vote in. You see that, Mr. Producer? Stacey Abrams got 71% of the vote there. Brian Kemp got 28% of the vote there. And then Gwinnett County, another Democrat county right next door with 32% of the vote in. Stacey Abrams got 61.8%. Brian Kemp got 37%. She's not building up her numbers big enough, I don't believe, in Atlanta. 71 to 28.5%. I don't think that's going to... I mean, it's early. It's not early. It's 63% of the vote in, in these Democrat counties. I don't, I'll call this one. The, the, uh, the voting polls are closed. I'll call it. I'll call Kemp the winner for governor. I don't think there's any question. So that's why I'll do that one. Let's see what's going on in the Senate there. Only 29% of the vote in. Warnock at 61% and Walker at 38%. Now let's see what's going on here. Atlanta is in 63%. Gwinnett's in 65% of their vote, 63%. Warnock got um, 75% of the vote so far with two-thirds of the vote in out of Atlanta. Herschel Walker, 23%. I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me, Rich. And in Gwinnett, with 31% of the vote in, Warnock has 65.7%. Herschel Walker has 32.4%. Now, overall, with 29% of the vote in, Walker's starting to pick up. Raphael Warnock has 57% of the vote. Walker has 41% of the vote. That's only with 29% in. Throughout the state, but I, I gave you some numbers out of Fulton County. Um, look, I don't know, but I uh, my, my hunch is Walker's doing okay. See what I'm saying, Rich? When you look at the percentage, it's a lot of the, a lot of the Atlanta voters come in, two-thirds of it. And still you have 70% of the rest of the state to come in. Now, it's not all Republican, the rest of the state. Let me double-check myself, folks, so... Fulton County, 63% of the vote in. Warnock got 75. Walker got 23% so far. 75. I mean, that's a lot of votes. Don't get me wrong. That's 150,000 votes more than, than Herschel Walker got there. But still, that's the epicenter for the Democrats. You know, all, those little, all those counties, Henry County, Gwinnett County. Uh, Fulton County, you've got uh, Clayton County, but then you have a lot of Republican counties too. And they're not all in. So this is very interesting so far. I think we should go to Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. Nothing for 15 minutes. Why do I keep wanting to go to Pennsylvania, Rich? Damn it, I got to go to a, uh, okay. We're going to keep doing this. This is very important. But let me say this before I move on. 8 p.m. is almost here. Pennsylvania, Texas, 
Michigan, Maine, Connecticut, New Jersey, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas, South Dakota, Rhode Island. You have an important race there. Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Delaware, Alabama, North Dakota. You know who you are. You have important races in these states. And it closes in literally, four, uh, what is it, 14 minutes. So please, please get to the polls and stay in line. My home state of Pennsylvania, we need you. Please don't embarrass us. Please get out and vote. I already did. Please. If somebody in your household and you're close to a precinct hasn't voted, get in the car and get over there and then stay in line. And in Arizona, stay in line in Arizona. Maricopa County, stay in line. What I can tell you is there's not going to be any Democrat Party victory tonight. They may pick off here and there. But they're definitely going to lose the House. I'll be right back. Mark in. There's literally no reason to pay Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile over $80 a month for wireless when you can get the same service on the same network at Pure Talk for half the price. Yep, talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Those other guys are making you pay for thousands of retail stores you don't go into, perks you don't use, and massive profits to keep their shareholders happy. You know who Pure Talk wants to keep happy? Their customer, you. That's why they've invested in a U.S.-based customer service team. It's why they give you more data options than unlimited, because they won't charge you for data you don't need. I switched to Pure Talk because I like supporting a company owned by a U.S. veteran. I like supporting a company who supports me and my values. And I invite you to switch to Pure Talk, too. They're my guys. Switch to Pure Talk in less than 10 minutes. Go to puretalk.com and our promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Looks like that's going to be a blowout. And I think Republicans are picking up seats, some seats in Florida. Uh, Ohio's starting to come in. There's not enough. Actually, Rubio's an 11-point lead. Uh, North Carolina, we're watching now. Their vote is coming in. Georgia, more votes are coming in. We're watching it. New Hampshire, not enough to tell you. Uh, we're fight from behind in New Hampshire. We're fighting from behind in all these states when these early percentages come in. Because I notice the metropolitan areas are either in real early or real late. Have you noticed that, Rich? They're either in real early or real late. Now, Pennsylvania, you close in seven minutes. And Texas, and Oklahoma, Maine, Kansas, Illinois, more is going to be pouring in here. Michigan, Tennessee, South Dakota, Rhode Island, big, big race there. Missouri, New Jersey, Alabama, Delaware, if I missed you, Maryland, you know who you are. You need to get out. I'm worried about Bullduck. He's still at 35%, still not enough in yet, uh, but uh, time will tell. Let's see. I'm still watching. Give me a second. I have to go to a break. Um, let's see. I'm getting here. Ohio. Uh, it's just too early. All right. Don't forget, if your affiliate moves in the third hour, go to marklevinshow.com slash links. 
And you can hear us live right there, streaming, or you can hear us live and download Mark Levin app. It's right there on my social sites, Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Parlor, Mark Levin Show Getter, Mark Levin, of course, Truth Social. I wish we had more information to give you. Uh, Governor Sununu is, uh, is about to overtake the Democrat he's facing. Uh, what percentage of the vote is in here in New Hampshire, Mr. Producer? Can you tell? Uh, let's see. What's that? Yeah. Holy mackerel. DeSantis is now over 15% beating, uh, what's his face? Chris, let's move to the Senate. I'm going to move to uh, New Hampshire. Bear with me, folks. Got to find it on the map there. That's about 10% in. 62 to 35. That's early. That's early. So we, what we should know next hour, America, is what's going on better in North Carolina, Georgia, and New Hampshire, some of the races in Virginia, the House races that matter. You folks in New York, get out and vote. You have till 9 p.m. And also, as I said, our third hour, if it's not covered on your radio, it is covered on our various platforms. Go to marklevinshow.com slash links. I'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Profiling, surveillance, data harvesting. There are lots of things not to like about tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? The good news is you don't need to be a billionaire to take a stand. For less than $7 a month, you can join me and fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN helps you make anonymous much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. That's why I use ExpressVPN on all my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit my data for their own profits. And it's so easy to use the ExpressVPN app. I just tap one button on my phone or computer to turn it on, and that's all it takes to keep people out of my business. If you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit, it's time to fight back. Visit expressvpn.com slash Levin right now to get three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, expressvpn.com slash Levin. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a Republican slaughter of the Democrats in Florida. DeSantis, Miami-Dade has been historically a very Democrat area. Last time around, four years ago, DeSantis lost it by 20%. He's leading there by 8%. Heavily Hispanic area. And DeSantis, with 75% of the vote in, has a 15-point lead over Christ. And Rubio has won a substantial lead also. But it is a massive victory. And Florida is clearly a bright red state tonight. That change in four short years. That's what a great governor can do. Bill Lee, the governor of Tennessee, won re-election. Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama, won re-election. J.B. Pritzker, he won re-election in Illinois, Democrat. Uh, let's see. The Democrat won in Maryland. Larry Hogan would re- refuse to support the Republican. Massachusetts, the governor will be Maura Healy. No surprise there. Maine, you have a former governor running against a Republican. That is Paul DePage. He's running against um, Janet Mills. Not enough information there. Pennsylvania, again, not enough information. Looks like this Shapiro has a huge lead, though. In Georgia, it's tightening up. But you can't really call anything yet. It's tightening up. Let me see what else I've got here. Bear with me. New Hampshire, it's too early. Maggie Hassan and Don Bolduck. Uh, Florida, I already told you about. Now, Illinois, not enough votes in. Tammy Duckworth, she's got a lead. Eric Schmidt, Missouri, not enough in, but he should do okay there. Connecticut, that's that goofball Blumenthal. He's got a lead. Uh, This Katie Britt, who's a rhino. In Alabama, it looks like uh, she's won that. Uh, And the rest of it's too tight to know. It's too tight to know. Um, That's about right, right, Mr. Producer? I don't really have much more, and that's, that's where we are right now. But the Florida thing is fascinating. And when Rubio comes to the podium, we'll take it. Mr. Producer, I mean, he closed this race out in less than an hour. In a state where he barely won last time, and thank God he did. And that's why I'm trying to warn people, don't start attacking this guy. You're only going to burn yourself. People aren't going to like it. People are not going to like it. I wish we had a few of these Senate races in that were supposed to be very, very close, because then we get a better feel for what's going to happen in the country. But we don't have them. We don't have enough votes in to know. I will go back and I will look. Let's see. 
Senate. Uh, Mr. Producer and I are using different uh, technologies here. What, what, what do we have in Georgia here? Let's, we have 28% in, in Georgia. With uh, Warnock has 55%. Walker, 42. That's tightening a bit, right? That's with 55% in. North Carolina Senate, 39% in. It's 54-44. Beasley's the Democrat. She's got 54. Bud has 44. You know, this North Carolina race, people were taking it for granted. We did not. I had Ted Bud on the TV show and the radio show twice. It's something you have to watch. So in Georgia and North Carolina, it's not time to go to the roof and jump off, folks. It's too early. In Virginia, that Spanberger race that we were talking about, it's uh, tightening up where there had been a big lead. Let's look at that one, Mr. Producer. Virginia, let's look at the house. 34% in. Vega, 54. Stamberger, 45. Let's look at the Virginia 10th. What do you see there? Wexton, uh, 34% in, okay. Uh, Wexton, 51, and Cal, 48. It's a hell of a fight, but it's a very, very tough district. It used to be fairly Republican, then it went Democrat, because the Republican who'd been there before really did not work that district the right way, in my humble opinion. So it became a problem. All right, we're going to go to another state here. There's not enough in at the 8 o'clock states here. Let's go to Ohio. Last time I checked, that was a big deal. Let's see here. Senate. Ohio. I don't want governor. I want Senate. What do you got? Ryan has 59, Vance has 40, but only 10% of the vote in. There's got a, there are several urban areas there, so that won't tell you anything. Uh, that's not enough of the vote to know much, quite frankly. Uh, let's see. We have... Uh, how about the Ohio race? Excuse me. How about the... Uh, let's look at Michigan. Do we have anything yet, any numbers on that governor's race? That's very, very important. Whitmer and uh, Dixon, I'm guessing not a lot. We're bouncing around America as the votes come in, folks. We don't have a desk. We have us. All right, only 1% in, so that uh, that's not enough to matter. All right, let's go back to Georgia. Everybody wants to know what's going on in Georgia, like me. Hold on, everybody. Georgia, Senate, 37% of the vote in, 54.7 for Warnock, 43.6 for Walker. So we got 63% of the vote out. Now I want to do something. I want to look at the uh, areas that these votes are coming from. Atlanta. Well, DeKalb is only 7% in. It's a Democrat stronghold. 
Warnock has a big lead in that part of Atlanta. Gwinnett, 31.7. Fulton, 63. I'm not seeing a lot of numbers change here. There's Cobb County. There's uh, Douglas. Let's see. I don't know what to tell you. We don't know enough. We don't know enough right now about uh, about Georgia. Let's look at Ohio. Let's see if we have enough coming out of Ohio right now, Mr. Producer. Senate. It's the way it works. This is the way we do it every year. All right, 23% of the vote in. Tim Ryan, 57.2%. J.D. Vance, 42.7%. Still too early. Some point, you know, uh, these things begin to tighten up. Now we're going to go back to Indiana. We're look, going to look at, remember I told you about the the house seat number one in Indiana? Well, we're going to look at that now. Give me a second. What? We have 20% of the vote in in that house district one. We have, excuse me, more than 20%. What percent of the vote is it? All right, 20% reporting. What do we have in that district? 60-40, the Democrats leaving, uh, leading with 20% in. Again, we don't know where that's from. So time will tell. Um, say that again? Well, if Jim Banks couldn't win in Indiana 3, we, we were in deep trouble. Indiana's largely a Republican state to begin with. Um... Let us look here. Anything else in Pennsylvania? Let's look at some house seats in Pennsylvania. What do you say? Here we go. Give me a second. House. We're going to look in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. There's not enough in, folks. Pennsylvania. Uh, You know, when I grew up in Pennsylvania, the votes came in. Boom, 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 boom. Not now. Vance is starting to move up in Ohio. It's 57.9 to 42%. He's, he's just starting the edge up. So, again, what I'm concerned about is New Hampshire. Uh, what i got to figure out in New Hampshire. Bear with me. Let's look at New Hampshire. Okay. New Hampshire. Why are they stuck at 9% of the vote in, Mr. Producer? Is that what you have on your on your chart? You're at 11. What do you have there? 61 to 36 with, 10, with 11% of the vote in. Hmm. I don't know what that means yet. Of course, we don't know where the vote's coming from, but I don't know what that means yet. All right. We'll keep calculating. That's what we're doing. This is live and national, and I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, we've been digging around. First of all, Sununu is now leading in New Hampshire. He's going to win. Kemp is now leading. In Georgia, he's going to win. 
But here's what I want to tell you. The big story tonight is Florida. In the House, the Republicans have so far gained four seats in Florida. 18 Republican seats, five Democrat seats, five have not been called yet. Five have not been called yet. And, uh, I mean, it is all over the state. There is not one part of Florida. I mean, they have Miami, don't get me wrong. They won the seat in Miami. They won the seat. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, a couple of these radical libs. Lois Frankel. What a dip. And then we have, uh, let's see here, Maxwell Frost. Whatever happened to Maxwell Smart? But I want you to think about this. So far, out of 23 House seats called five, there's 28 seats now in Florida. Five have not been called. Five have been won by the Democrats. 18 have been won by the Republicans. So far, they've gained four seats. They're not going to lose a single incumbent. Florida is the number three state in America, and it is red as red can be in four years' time. And it looks like it might be too early to call this, but Miami-Dade, Mr. Producer, it looks like DeSantis won that. And as of now, just for the fun of it, let's take a look at this. As of now, oh my God, DeSantis is 17 points ahead of Christ. He's at 58.2%. Christ is a former governor. It's not like it's chopped liver. I'm just pointing this out. Now, a couple other interesting things. In North Carolina, 44% of the vote is, but as 44%. And Beasley is 54. That could be tighter than we hoped, but we don't know yet. We don't know what cities are coming in. It's a fairly populated state, North Carolina. We just don't know. Uh, In Virginia, a couple of the races we've been looking at, and while I'm doing this, Mr. Producer, will you look at the 10th in Virginia, too? In the 2nd, with 29% of the vote in, uh, the Republican is leading the Democrat there, 57 to 42%. And the Democrat there is on the January 6th committee. And in the 7th, Spanberger, um, with 37% of the vote in, it's 55% to 44%, the Republican leading there, too. Yeah. Gosh. With 35% of the vote in in the northern of the northern, one of them, Virginia districts, it's 51 to 48, the Democrat. Uh, And she's supposed to be winning in some kind of blowout, and that's not going to happen. Period. That's not going to happen. So those two, we will see what happens in these two Virginia districts. Those could be a flip, and and where we Republicans pick up two more seats, potentially more. But that's, I mean, there's a big deal what's going on here. A big deal. Let me look one more time. Stick with me, America. 
in the Georgia race. Kemp is now ahead with 41% of the vote and 50.1% to 49.7%. We're going to go to and see how Herschel Walker is doing there right now. Herschel Walker is closing in, Mr. Producer. You see this? With 40% of the vote in, Warnock has 52.7. Walker's now 45.7. That's a big deal. He seems to be moving. North Carolina, Ted Budd seems to be moving too. As I look at this, 53% of the vote in. Beasley, the radical Democrat, has 52.8%. And now Ted Budd has 50. Excuse me, 45.4%. So only 7% of the voting in Pennsylvania, but just to show you how big the damn place is, Fetterman has 307,000 votes. Oz has 64,000 votes, just 7% of the voting. It's obviously way too early. If I really dug in, I'm guessing most of these are from heavy Democrat areas. But the thing about the Florida victory, and everybody's seeing this now, I think, is it is so overwhelming It is so massive. I mean, that is a big deal. It's not even close. Now we're going back to New Hampshire. Looking a little better. 12% of the vote in. 12. Hassan has 60%. And Don Bullock has 39.3%. He's been stuck there for a while at 32 Six percent, so he's starting to move. What what drives me crazy is my show's over in 30 minutes. And I want to stay on till the end, till midnight, if you know what I mean. To go through all these races with you, because as we break them down, we're following them one after the other after the other, right? Four percent of the vote in Illinois, Duckworth has 60 percent. Salvi, 39 percent, just not enough to tell there. She's expected to win, but who knows? Back to Ohio, 29% of the vote in. Actually, that's where it's been stuck. 57.2 for Ryan, 42.8 for Vance. I'll be right back. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Now, those states that are still out, I want you to listen to me. I want you to see how close some of these races are. We're looking at three of the hottest seats that are up in Virginia, right? In the Virginia 10th District. With 50% of the vote in, Mr. Producer. It's 50-50, right? It's 50-50. In the Virginia 7th, with 58% of the vote in. Stamberger is 47%. Vega has 52%. So the Republican has a slight lead with 58% in. In Virginia 2nd, where Laurie is the incumbent Democrat on the January 6th committee, Kagan, it's 55-44, the Republican Kagan leading. Nationwide, the Republicans have so far picked up a four-net-gain seat. They need five to control the majority. Doesn't mean they won't lose a couple here and there, too. But uh, they've picked up a ton of seats 
in Florida. They have the potential of picking up two or three now in Virginia. New York will come in after nine where they have the potential to pick up three or four. So I don't think there's any question the Republicans are going to lead in the House now. So you will have a speaker, Kevin McCarthy. The Senate races, uh, I, I, I want to do this with you. I don't have a lot of time left on the show, but I want to, I want to get this uh, looked at here. New Hampshire still only 14% of the vote in, but, I mean, uh, Bulldog's still in there. It's, it's 60 to 38%. I mean, it's 54,000 to 34,000, and you got 86% of the vote left. Is that pretty much what you had, Mr. Producer? Excuse me. Then we go to Ohio. 30% of the vote in. It's 56.6 Ryan, 43.3 Vance. Again, it depends what part of the state are voting, and that's very, very important that we win that. I'm going to take a look now at North Carolina. That's tightening up. Uh, I can't tell what percentage of the vote is. In, in North Carolina. Do you have a percentage there, Mr. Producer? With 49% of the vote in, it's Beasley 51.9%, and Bud 46.3%. There's 125,000 votes separating them. So we have a good shot at that. We'll see what happens. A very good shot at that. Uh, what I want to do now, bear with me, I'm getting you all the information I possibly can on these various house races now. Now we're going to look at Florida. Isn't this cool when we're winning? Can I be honest? Isn't this fun when we're winning? And we need to take the Senate. Don't get me wrong. We need to. But but it is. Is it not? All right. Let's go to Florida. All right, we know the governor. Oh, my God. You know, DeSantis, huh? Uh, uh, the, Florida is it is, is a complete sea of red. You got Tallahassee, Orlando, Miami. That's almost it. The rest of it's red. Uh, I've never seen anything like this in Florida. But I want to get to the Senate. Excuse me. I want. Let me see one thing here. Florida. I'm trying. Let's go. All right, forget it. Mr. Producer, how many, where are we on the Florida House seats? Can you see that? And by the way, overall in the country right now, 71 Republican seats, 31 Democrat seats. Of course, it's a four-seat gain right now for the Republicans. You know, when you get to California, all the Dems start coming in and New York, but it won't be as many. I can assure you the Democrats are not happy right now with what's going on in the uh, in the House of Representatives. I thought I had this thing figured out. Apparently not. Uh, with respect to the uh, races. Because I can't get to where I want to go. It's okay. Uh, let's see. Duckworth... That, that's not a surprise that she wins in Illinois. It's unfortunate. She's turned out to be a hardcore leftist. That's not a good thing. Let's see here. 
Jim Jordan wins re-election. I'm sure you're glad to hear that. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now the governor-elect of Arkansas. Uh, Let's see here. It's pretty much what I have right now. Those are the numbers right now. We don't have enough in Pennsylvania to tell us anything. Uh, And I'm I'm guessing a lot of this is going to come out of... uh, All right, let's do Ohio again. Let's do the Senate. Ohio. 33% of the vote in. J.D. Vance is starting to nudge back up. 55 to 44%. You don't want to get down. You know, you've been around long enough, folks. This stuff takes a little bit of time. Uh, The governor's race in Missouri, 1% in. That doesn't matter. It's too close. The Senate race in Arkansas, this is sort of a fait accompli. This guy, Boozman, uh, he won re-election. Okay. I hit the wrong button there. Let's look at uh, Texas. Greg Abbott is leading Beto O'Rourke. 29% of the vote in. 50.5% to 48.4%. 50.5% to 48.4%. I think Abbott's going to win. So that means Beto O'Rourke lost the Senate race, was not nominated for the presidency, and now is losing the governor's race. So what's he going to run for next? Matt Gates won re-election, by the way, folks, just so you know. Matt Gates won re-election. Let's see some of the House races in Texas. God willing. Okay. House races to watch. Oh, for crying out loud, not enough of the vote in. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to look somewhere else. Looks like Republicans, all the Republican incumbents are just blowing out. I mean, by big numbers. Democrat challengers... I'm just looking at the, absolutely blowing them out. NBC single one, so I don't need to. Uh, I want to see where my buddy Chip is, Chip Roy. I'm not seeing anything there yet. At least so far, I can't find any Republican incumbent who's lost. That's not to say it won't happen. But I can't find any Republican incumbent so far who's lost anywhere in the country. Let's do that one more time. This Ohio thing's making me nervous. 33% of the vote, 55 to 44. That's the same. New Hampshire, 16% in, 3% more than last time. 60 to 39%. Hassan, look, the little, for them, the bigger towns could be coming in. And uh, we wouldn't know it. Uh, Let's see. Connecticut, too early to call. 1% in, so that doesn't matter. (coughs) Excuse me. Pennsylvania, 8% of the vote. And that's just too, it's, it's too small to matter. But let's look at some of the House. No, it's just not enough vote in. I'm getting some people who are trying to get me information. Stick with me. What do we have here? 
We have some insight from a Pennsylvania state representative from York County, Pennsylvania. They have 31 precincts, all but one are Republican, and the one that's not is slightly Democrat. The towns generally tend to be a little less Republican, the suburbs for the most part slightly more, the rural areas are the most Republican, most pro-Trump. This is in Pennsylvania. It's tough to get an apples-to-apples comparison to 2020 because of the population growth in this particular district. My understanding is that it has become more popular with Republican voters, but Republicans obviously still have a much higher propensity than Democrats to vote in person. Here's what he says. It says, small town turnout 85 to 90 percent of 2020. Now, remember, 2020 is a presidential race. It says, in my mind, that's huge for a non-presidential year. Suburban turnout is 95 to 110 percent of 2020. This is where we're seeing the biggest uptick. He says, rural areas are coming in at about 90% of 2020. This also makes sense. And now this is in this one district. Because they had huge turnout in 2020 and they were motivated to vote for Trump. Yes, these are great Republican turnout numbers no matter how you look at it. For a non-presidential year, he says he thinks Oz is going to win by 3 to 5%. Again, this is just one man's opinion, but he is a politico there. And Mastriano will come up short. Uh, let's see. In York County, where out turnout for uh, Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020 was huge, he said the turnout today was outstanding. So that's where we are. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. North Carolina, Beasley, 50% Bud, 48%. He's catching her, and quickly, with 52% of the vote in. In Georgia, with 44% of the vote in. Warnock with 50%, Walker with 48%. The Republican towns are coming in. In Rhode Island, in this one whole, you know, hardcore Democrat district, only 9% of the vote in. That said, the Republican has 56% of the vote. He's a former mayor. The Democrat has 41% of the vote. In Virginia, those three districts we've been looking at, those three districts, Virginia, two, with 56% of the vote in, Kiggins at 56%, Loria at 44%. She's the Democrat, and Loria is on the January 6th committee. Virginia, 7, with 70% of the vote in. Vega has 52%. (coughs) Excuse me. Stanberger has 47%. And in Virginia, 10th, this is why voting matters. Wexton, the Democrat, has a 5,000-vote lead. That's it right now on Hung Cow. 51% to 48%. In a heavily Democrat, extremely liberal district outside of Washington, D.C. 
We won't know the results of those three uh, by the time I leave the air, but they're very, very important races to watch. And while I have you here, ladies and gentlemen, towards the end of the program, we're going to discuss all of this tomorrow and break it all down. In New Hampshire, with 19% of the vote in, Maggie Hassan is 59% of the vote, Bulldog 40%. Starting to move. 80% of the vote is still out there. Let's take a look at Ohio. Ohio's getting tight. Or tighter. Ryan has 52.9% of the vote. We'll call it 53%. Vance has 47%. With 37% of the vote in. We shall see. Mr. Producer, would you look at the first district in Indiana to see how our friend has done there so far? The congressional district. Let's see what's going on there. Yeah. So they're stuck at 20%. We looked there an hour ago and it was 20% in. So who the hell knows uh, what's taking place there. Uh... Wow, look at Georgia, <clears throat> excuse me, America, Georgia. There's 32,000 votes that separate Warnock and Walker with one point, with 2.1 million have already voted. So with 52% of the vote in, it's a dead heat. Warnock has 49.9, Walker has 48.4. I don't know where they're coming from, but I'm feeling better about that. Aren't you, America? Pennsylvania, 9% of the vote in. Looks like most of it's coming out of the out of the cities. We don't have enough to know. I mean, 77% to 22%, that's it's too tight to know anything in terms of the numbers. And uh, let me see if there's anything else I can share with you. Okay, yeah, there is. Let's see here. Florida? What's amazing about Florida in the end is the quickness with which it has turned into a Republican state. And as of now, DeSantis, with 84% of the vote in, and he hasn't even gotten all of his vote out of the panhandle yet. He's leading Christ by 18.4% of the vote. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. I think we're going to have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. I don't make predictions, except we will take the house. I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll spend a lot of time going through it. God bless you.